Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the collaborators from Ichigo Comics, Nana Hashiko and Kazuto, here to promote their new manga, Decon. Welcome, Nana. Welcome, Kazuto. Thank you. What's, what's up? Thanks for the welcome. <laughs> well, outside my introduction, who are you all as individuals, and how did you all contribute to Decon as uh, collaborators? Kazi first. Oh me? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, I um, I'm the creator of the uh, of the manga. Um, kind of created the whole idea, um, wrote scripts. Um, basically, that that's my <laughs> that's my place with the project uh, from my from my little mind right up here. <laughs> but uh, I think I think looking back, you know, um, Nana here played. A big role as well in, um, in creating the project. Isn't that right, Nana? Um, well, I um, am Nana Hoshiko. I am the founder of Ichigo Studios, which is my revamp of my prior studio, uh, Jupiter Evil Comics. Kaz and I um, have been working together now for about four years. Um, we've collaborated on many comics, uh, Deadcon being um our most recent um we've we've collaborated on a lot of comics and <laughs> starring swevin we've done so many scripts so many everything you know behind the scenes and deadcon was our most recent published work um i i kind of assisted uh cause and takaru um, throughout their their journey as you know collaborating as I've collaborated with artists in the past and nowadays um, even though my collaborations with artists are over as I'm taking over illustration of my own comics now for the studio um, it, it was really nice to see this collaboration of, of you know my two studio members um, Takaru came on board uh, uh, he started off as uh, as our beta reader uh, back in the day when when we were writing Swevin. So we kind of just grew a little bit of a friendship. And uh, one day, Kaz said, "Oh, I had <laughs> I have this idea for a comic. It's like if he was in front of me, he'd be waving a script or something." <laughs> but um, I was like, oh well, what the heck? You know, Takaru, he's not doing anything these days, so. Why don't we all link up and and start together? And then before you knew it, you know, when we when we were changing, you know, brands from Jupiter Ripple Studios to Ichigo Studios, Takaru just kind of jumped on with us, and here we are. We're a three man team once again. <laughs> so that's kind of how that started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so what is Deadcon actually about. So, Deadcon is uh, it, it's actually nothing serious. If if I'm honest here, um, Deadcon's basically a um, a love letter to um, exploitation films, grindhouse uh, film, anime pop culture, anime culture in general, and it's basically just about these four cosplaying friends going to um, a big uh, anime convention in Florida. And you know, all all hell breaks loose. Zombies are everywhere, and just about four um, average, well, sort of average people, just uh, becoming uh, the heroes and saving the world, uh, one uh, one bullet at a time. You know, killing zombies, having having a blast. <laughs> so basically, a nerd's party. I, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I would just I would just say like any like anime fans like dream come true in a way. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a great. It has a lot of comedy. Um, it has some funny characters. Like he says, it's not really too much serious. But like for me, you know, as as a as a third party, and when I read the comic, because. I didn't like I read the script but like I really invest in the comic when I when I'm seeing it all put together as like a final product that's like where my beta reading I guess you would say would come in and and I look at these characters and I'm like these like just the way like 
Takaru like illustrated them and the way like Kaz wrote for them. Like I can't emphasize just their collaboration together was just so fantastic. Like it really, they work so great together. And these characters, like I just love them. I just think they're so great. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was fun writing them and working with Takaru, just creating the characters for them. And he he had a blast creating the villain. And, <laughs> and just talking about ideas for for these characters, it just it just works. So just bringing that non-serious aspect to um to Dead Con with just just working with Takaru. It was just so easy and it was just so fun. <laughs> yeah, we keep saying that. Well, Kazuto, as the creator and writer of Deccan, can you elaborate just a little bit more on the creative process on this manga? I guess just from a thought in your head to flushing it out as a complete work to now promoting it. And I guess, Nana, you can jump in, I guess, watching the progression of the collaboration between Kazuto and Takara. Sure, yeah. Um, um, Cause, if you don't mind, I could kind of, I could start this off just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you're, free, so, you're free to do so. <laughs> I, I borrowed from you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, you know, I just want to say real quick that, especially when you're in collaboration, coming up with, with a process is is so crucial that it all flows um and and throughout the years Takaru and I have tried many methods and I think now we have finally come up with what we like to call at the studio a production plan where we sit back about you know two I would say at the minimum well for okay let me rephrase for Kazuto um his minimum two weeks uh me three months <laughs> I, I'm a bit, way more of a planner. Love you, Kaz. I'm just a little bit more of a planner. Um, but either way, either way, before we just before we have these ideas as a studio, if we do intend on having each other, just overall, we always kind of are helping each other out, regardless if one's doing one role or one's doing this, whatever. But what we like to do is we come up with a production plan and we sit and we rough draft that and we put a timeline what we're going to start with we always start with the script um and that we give for Kazuto one week for Nana a month let's say <laughs> where we just tweak the script to we feel satisfied with it that's mostly a me and Kaz route um the illustrator usually does not get involved with our scripts too much it just depends like most of the time if they get involved in the script you know that's later on that's as they're illustrating it because we want to have that solid script we want to leave a little bit of wiggle room in for some creative changes when we sit down we have a what i like to call second step a round table where we sit we read the script we have a meeting we discuss the next step which then that would be illustration um usually we set our scripts up in in two different ways at least i do kazuto sometimes it just depends um but i will set up what i like to call like a novelist version it's more of a way as me as doing the writing part can immerse in in the creativity i just feel better when i'm writing it as a novel and seeing it in my head play out and then then i'll sort of go in and i'll put in the specifics for the illustrator for example page one panel one panel two a more of a comic like format um cause sometimes you know i've seen some of his work and and he'll just go in with both sometime you know we're just meshing it all together and and that's sort of the the process and we work with the artist and they have their own creative process as well which we always like to respect um because you know doing art is especially drawing a comic is a lot of work. So we like to have them have as much control over it, like their that being like the time management and, and stuff like that. Cause manga is like I said, a big game and, and it can exhaust you rather quickly. Yeah, De Dead Con's process kind of differed in a little bit because it was so easy for me to just sit down and write this script. I actually, 
I, I worked on it for, I don't know, maybe only a couple of days. And then yeah. the final day was just this huge splurge of writing. And it was like, well, 38, 30, over 30 pages by the end of it. And Sorry, typo. Minimum, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And it would only just take me a couple hours or the, uh, the next, the next chapter was like over 70 pages and I completed it within a single day. And, <laughs> and it would just go from there to hand off to the, to the artist, to, uh, to Takaru. And we would do, you know, conceptual art first and, you know, doing a rough draft of the whole thing before we would ultimately commit to the final product. You know, any changes to dialogue that need to be changed, we do that within, you know, the drafting phase um, of the um, of the manga itself. But it's a straightforward process, and it's it's even smoother when the crew is small. So for for us, it's like our it's like our comfort zone. So it was especially comfortable with DeadCon, where it was simple, just like that, and you know, no complaints from anybody. It, it was just smooth you know, effective. We had like no interference from anybody else. It was just smooth, simple. And like the synergy between Takaru and I and Nana is just contributes to that to make sure that the process stays simple. And, and, you know, a lot of that, it, it, a lot of why this went so smoothly. And, and I will say in, in my four years of doing comics now, this was probably the smoothest comic production I've ever had. I couldn't tell you how much of a relief that was. And, and like, I, I just, I look back and I reminisce and I, and even though it wasn't even that long ago, I just, it was so fun. It was so back fun. In, and back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, right. But mainly because, you know, it, it just, I, I can't, it was just the best, like the best time. And it, I owe it to like these guys. Cause I think, I think a big part of this cause we all knew what we wanted. To kind of finish that one off yeah it, it, the process sounds really interesting no one's ever really explained it to me like pretty much like how you just did nana of the entire pro- what it takes to create something like that and then kasuto was like it it's it was simple i guess it's like he he's saying it was simple and you're laying out all these details <laughs> about everything i'm like which one is it but uh, <laughs> all right. uh yeah, but I've never heard anyone just kind of like break it down. Um, or like pretty much everything that it takes to make a comic or a manga, I should say, in this instance. And then how smooth and I guess easy it was since you all, I guess, know each other. And like you said, it you all knew what you wanted. That's probably why it went so smooth compared to other experiences with collaborators. Yeah. yeah. And also, it kind of comes down to understanding what you're creating, you know? One of the reasons why some projects just fail or they they don't land as, you know, solid as they should is not really having that kind of synergy where you kind of understand what you're going for, like, understand the material before you. Because Takaru and I, we both know, like, actual grindhouse, you know, low-budget film, you know, adult dirty, violent, very, very, very underground. And we we both have seen movies like Planet Terror, Machete. We both watch Quentin Tarantino. We both know the style. We both know what makes Grindhouse film Grindhouse film. And we both look at the scripts and we kind of, we, we know what it is. So we translate that as best as we can to a different medium, which is the pages of manga. But we both keep, we both understand and, and keep what makes a grindhouse, grindhouse. So it works out really well when everybody involved, even even Nana, understand what what it is we're doing, what it takes to accomplish that, and and know how it works. So it is just kind of melds together and just makes the process so much smoother because you don't have to explain it <laughs> anymore in depth. Uh, to somebody uh-huh. else than to just mention it <laughs> you know like I don't have to explain to Takaru like what Grindhouse is or what some of, of the thematics are of a Grindhouse because he already knows he already understands and I even mentioned some of the things I use for inspiration and he's like oh I know that 
So it helps that he not only knows, but he has sort of the same appreciation I do for it. So it just kind of makes the whole process just so much smoother and, and so much easier because now you're just devoting so much energy to the actual production rather than you just teaching them about it and then going into production and hoping they like, I hope that kind of translated well into explaining it. <laughs> well, were there other uh, prospect um, illustrators before uh, Takaru came along? Because I know, like, not like you said, he was pretty much the beta reader in the beginning and then you guys brought him on as the illustrator, but were there other uh, people that you all were looking at before him and like, how was, how was that experience searching for other collaborators to work on this project before you finally uh, brought in Takaru? Well, it was rough because of budget, right? Because I, I had a really, I had a really strict budget, like very strict. And a lot of artists nowadays, they, their budgets are high up for manuscripts. And I was like, I looked at one person that Nana knew, and, and he does amazing art. And then I was like, forget it. This dude's going to drain out my wallet. And then Nana was mentioned Takaru. And I was like, maybe we should talk to him. So like the process of seeking out another artist was relatively short-lived because thankfully this time we knew uh, Nana knew Takaru. And, you know, she, she suggested, hey, why don't I ask him? And luckily <laughs> luckily we talked to him and he was you know more than happy to jump on but just for that brief, those brief moments it was stressful because yeah it, it was it was hard to find somebody that we it really, like, I don't really know cause like because like maybe from for my like from my third like the, the third party watching it come together like I feel like for me it was real easy like just so it was just like meant to be like yeah well we're what, like I meant, <laughs> what I meant was before Takaru was like that oh idea. yeah no oh yeah no 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 for sure like it was <laughs> difficult before Takaru was like a consideration yeah. yeah we um so I at the time um you know we had we had when we you know rebranded our studio because that was kind of the big shift for us back when we were under our old studio um we put together uh, our comic swevin and which is way more my forte that's that's way more girly and way more like um way different than than dead con and and something that i've always wanted was to open a studio with variety like not just one genre like not just my name but but together we can be something like that's just kind of how i saw it and i just knew when I met Takaru that he had the same drive as me that no matter what we were going to do we were going to be artists and and cause the same um so I just I don't know like like I just feel like if there were like a red string of fate leading me to my comic creator friends it would be these two like and and it was just so perfect for from my perspective and and having him on as a beta reader like he was shared just as much passion for what i was just creating as what he was too oh that's 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 cool that yeah so because i've definitely heard you know horror stories of people who had to like pay for a collaborator or illustrator and then they ghosted them or they had to start all over again but you still have to pay them because you know people put out work so paying for it so they had to start all over again so good thing that you know you both knew uh, Takaru and you were familiar with his work and it fit in the budget because I couldn't imagine having a strict budget and then having to start all over again because you paid somebody already that would suck well the reason, the reason we um <laughs> my moment sorry <laughs> there's her dogs <laughs> yeah my dogs are barking too I was able to, to cut it out <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm waiting for mine to bark now <laughs> But, you know, it's just with that strict budget, it was, it was a nightmare <laughs> before we met Takaru because the budget was extremely small. I, I am talking about like, I wouldn't go any higher than $100. I wouldn't. I, mm -hmm. I, I would not. And I, I, I knew some people who were under that budget, but it's like, 
they they don't meet the criteria that's needed for a script for for the quality of the script and so i was just i was just nearly about to like put my head into the wall because of how stressful it is because especially if you have an extremely low budget <laughs> yeah. so before takaru it was like i have this I, I have this idea it's really good i can't find anybody for crying out loud who would do it for the budget that that i have and it like when i met takaru it was like oh <laughs> the, the biggest stroke of luck i i and, apologize i'm so sorry no, it's okay. oh, no, it's welcome, welcome back. <laughs> um, Kaz, um, I was going to say too before my dogs went berserk. <laughs> they're so loud, and they're like they have they think like they're like big dogs, so their bark like echoes and. Okay. But um, you know another thing I thought of you know back when we first started um when you mentioned that we have had instances where we had had to start all over uh, several times. It's like I said, we've rebranded our studio. And, and a big part of me saying the process that I did earlier was because, as I mentioned, Kaz and I have went through our trial and error of comic production within itself. And I feel like if you're having groups come together to collaborate, one of the biggest things is setting in place what you want and making sure that, that that's exactly how it's going to go. Yeah, you might have some trial and error along the way, but that's why you fit that wiggle room in your production. I always say a three-month comic production is the best production. Your stuff will get out there, but you just got to be patient. Number one, make sure you know what you're going into, what you want to do. Number two, knowing the people that you're working with and establishing that bond beforehand. And I feel like that by the time we met Takaru, we've already known what we wanted to avoid. Seeking, seeing him or seeking him out was, was my top priority as soon as I met him. Cause I said, he shares that artistic drive that I do. Like he will not stop at nothing. Like this guy sent us a picture of his hands the one day and I'm just like, oh my gosh, because see, where's where I come in, I'm a, di I'm the digital artist of the group. Takaru is both. He is traditional and digital and, and he's kind of working his way into digital right now from what I understand. I do not know that for sure. Um, but like he, his hands were callous. Like he was drawing easily 10 hours and and I'm, guys I'm not saying by any means please don't hurt yourself to draw manga but put in that drive and and put in that just put that in and it will come no matter how long it takes wow <laughs> for him to be able to do both like that I, I I think I guess he was going so hard at it is because he had just as much passion about it as you two did. And that's, pro again, that's probably why he meshed so well with you all, because he he got it, you know, and he was familiar with your work as well. So he could probably see it and just kind of had to get it down on paper. That's what it sounds like to me with uh, Takaru. Um, so I just wanted to re uh, reverse back into the process really fast. So how difficult was world building in this case like how did you all manage to create a world that is totally your own and integrate your influences into it but maintain that deadcon is yours in your world and not someone else's it, it was easy it was <laughs> it was extremely easy the basis i formed for deadcon's world building was that it was our real world like our <laughs> not with the exact same you know series and animes out there whatever but you know just this world that we live in it's not like filled with magic or monsters or whatever and it's just it, it's just our world <laughs> and it, it was quite simple to to use that as just the setting of deadcon because it, it kind of helps connect the the audience better with with this with this world and you know the whole theme of you know the zombie apocalypse and anime convention it's it's a little bit it might sound out there but like the anime convention setting and like just the focus on you know on paying you know tribute to 
to anime and anime pop culture and stuff it people can relate to that because it's what already exists in this real world you know and while there's there's a lot of elements that are out there it's just it's just part of the show it's just part of the ride and <laughs> it's just that it's just that twists on the world that we live in you know this this world that you and I and everybody else you know we go to work we <laughs> we get coffees we we go to sleep extremely late sometimes you know just sit back and relax and it's the world that it's the world it's the world that we live in and so using that as the crux instead of a you know a <laughs> an out there version of our world was kind of like an essential part of deadcon to get that kind of kind of connectivity going so that you know it could sort of act as a fantasy for like anime fans manga fans all kinds of people to go like you know put put themselves into the shoes of the characters even if they're completely different from them and go like this <laughs> i want you know this is my fantasy being being a hero <laughs> in a story like this you know and that's why the characters are just normal cosplayers in a way normal cosplayers in a way <laughs> you know so that people can connect and you know say to themselves like i love this character you know because i can relate to cosplay we love cosplay we love anime we love manga or you know sometimes i wish i was a hero in, a, in an extreme you know circumstance like this and it kind of kind of takes the heart of that around the world building because it's so much relatable to us at, at least at least at what it seems i don't want to go into spoilers but <laughs> you know that, that's how easy the world building was because we didn't have to build everything completely from the ground up we just literally just took our real world <laughs> and just applied the outrageous over the top <laughs> storyline uh, <laughs> into in, into into the world so it was really easy at least from my perspective <laughs> oh oh yeah like and i feel like like because of all their inspiration now i i did not contribute on the on the creative of this at all this was all talk room cause i more or less just assist on their on their production and kind of helping them get to where they wanted to go you know i and kr you know where that's where you will see dead con um you know we had a we had to connect with them so i did i took care of that for them so that they could focus on what they wanted to do and and how they wanted this comic to to come to life so and i feel like because they've had all this inspiration it really was just so it's so unique like we do not we have looked through inkr's catalog and and we don't see anything similar to this right now i can't right I, I can't <laughs> I, I can't fire because it's so different i mean i mean it's so great like total total complete anime fans go to a convention only for it to bust out in zombies and like all this crazy stuff just this random crazy stuff like and i feel like because it had that that light-hearted silly stuff going on and 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 of course the the the, the tribute to grindhouse which really shows through it all the way it really just makes it just such a unique little superhero comic like I wouldn't say superhero. I would whatever superhero. Would, like would, again, it's its own thing. If I could, yeah. for me, if I could <laughs> describe it, it would be like some, some like underground. This ain't appropriate for your newspaper comic. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, and you know the the closest thing. There was a question in like the Viz um, media like submission application. And they asked, what's the closest thing that you could compare your manga to out there? I put High School of the Dead, but even that was kind of like, it's still not the same. <laughs> you know, this, this, whole, this whole story is, it does not take itself seriously at all. And it's just cheesy. It's just super violent, gory. It's out there. It's, it's literally a grindhouse film slapped into the pages of manga it, it literally is you know and nothing like that is out there maybe kodansha's um Galiseum, but even that that's in a different territory and this is 
just like full grown, full full blown to the roots grindhouse. And no manga has taken that step in bringing a film experience to to a manga experience. Even I even wrote in like just little bits of just like. <laughs> film errors continuity errors seeing like boom microphones or cameras in panels like as though they are low budget film mistakes and not really many mangas will break that kind of ground to deliver that kind of experience so i just gotta say i love the spelling errors done on purpose that, that, <laughs> i oh had to that. <laughs> I had to force myself to make mistakes. <laughs> that's how, that's how fun because a lot of the life. characters they're they're breaking the fourth wall on purpose. Like we're gonna have a lot of that if you like well, a lot of that. <laughs> well, breaking fourth walls, but for the most part, I think correctly. <laughs> there's fourth wall. There will be fourth wall breaks, but like it would just be like self aware, like just how over the top things get or how messed up things get or just how like insane some of these set pieces would be or just just overall this whole situation the whole story situation and (laughs) to be self-aware you know in grindhouse movie fashion and just like completely in on its own joke (laughs) it it is it is awesome (laughs) and purposely writing errors and continuity errors Believe it or not, it doesn't feel bad at all. It feels great. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed some of it from what Nana sent me. I was like, did they do this on purpose? There's no way that they could have misspelled this or do this and then put it out there for people to to read and thought it was okay. So yeah, it kind of it it makes sense that um you say that now, Kazuto. <laughs> um, so. What advice would you offer to other manga writers or anyone who wants to start their own studio, Nana? Like, that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? I I don't know, if you ask me at a manga writing standpoint. Um, I wish somebody could have told me that it would be this much fun <laughs> to, 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 to just do whatever I wanted, you know? And one of the things that I really do appreciate experiencing among many other things with Nana, you know, as a manga writer, uh, just starting out as an editor is just being able to have this much control over your creativity and to not be afraid of putting anything you want out there, you know, and just experiencing that kind of freedom, you know, I, <laughs> I, I never thought I would be able to experience and for the most part, just all of the experiences I've had, you know, all the struggles, but all the successes, you know, I'm thankful for experiencing the way that I did. And, you know, if somebody told me about this or that, I, I somewhat probably would be discouraged a little bit more. So I'm just kind of thankful that all I did was meet this wonderful person who's one of my best friends <laughs> and, Aww. and just experience this ride one, one thing at a time. And <laughs> I'm glad nobody told me anything scary about it. <laughs> and so, like, if you ask me for actual, you know, advice, you know, for a manga writer, do not be afraid to put out whatever you want to. Um, now, of course, <laughs> don't go after your readers for crying out loud because that's no bueno. <laughs> but put your full creative vision out there. Do not hold anything back because if you do, either you miss an opportunity or it's not really the work that you want to put out, you know? And just like a, a lot of people can see that, especially these days in, in the industry, you know, consuming, you know, American comics. And it's a lot of just kind of reserved creativity that a lot a lot of people like manga or gravitate more to manga now because of the limitless ability for writers to just put out their full vision and just to be along for the ride. And that's why I love it so much. And to be honest, it, it feels so good to be a part of that. Just this, this, this place, this industry that allows for anybody to uh, to learn, pick up a pen or go to a computer, and put out their full creative vision. So I'm sort of kind of glad nobody <laughs> told me <laughs> about like the negatives and stuff like that because, to be honest, it's made me a better 
editor, it's made me a better writer, it's made me a better creator, and for the most part, even with all the downs and stuff um, that, that come with this, with this path, because there are struggles, but it's just like, at the end of the day, you learn from them, and you feel, you feel as though you're, you're better from, from just learning from it, so that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> And and I agree so much with what uh, Kaz said. Uh, uh, the end goal is to immense, or I'm sorry, immerse yourself in your in your art. Um, and I started doing this um, in a very stressful time in my life when I started deciding to write comics I was a new mom and I lived in a new state and I didn't know anyone and I spent a lot of time by myself and I had so many like racing thoughts and I just could not like put an end to them and I just like one day was just bored and I rewatched uh or I'm sorry I reread um and rewatched Pokemon Adventures and then I <laughs> and then I watched Pokemon and I was like oh my gosh like wouldn't it be cool if like we can have like an adult Pokemon and then before I knew it I was like writing like this detailed story about Pokemon and then it it, it turned into just me doing this like now and <clears throat> I would say the best advice I could give to anyone who wants to be a writer, an illustrator, or have their own studio is exactly what Kaz said, that you can have all three of those, those let's say, credentials um, on your resume if all you do is just love what you do because that stuff will come. The biggest thing is you gotta, especially in collaborations, you got to make sure that you're all on the same page. I mean, there's, there's so many, so much advice I could give really. Like that's the biggest one is just loving your art and seeing it through. I started off as a writer. I had no intentions to draw. I really did not have that much drawing ability until I was drawing for my own books. Then I realized after going through artist and artist and starting over and taking that loss and dealing with that, I got tired of it. So I took over and I got, I got Clip Studio Paint one day because I had to like review master files or whatever. And then I'm like, this program is like really cool. Like I want to learn this. And it's just crazy how that one little thing that I didn't think was going to lead somewhere led to this big thing in the end. And it could happen like that for you too. You just have to just do what cause says, just love what you're doing and don't stop and don't let anyone take it away from you either. If you lose an artist, learn how to draw. If you are an artist and you're intimidated by the fact of writing, start taking workshops. If you want to do this, you can make it happen. But you got to stop putting time, like a, a lot of mistakes creators make is they put time time limits all the time. Now, I'm not saying sit back, lay back and don't have an urgency. But what I'm saying is be okay if things take time. Be okay with starting over. Be okay with taking that loss because it might happen. But if you love your art, like Kaz says, you won't have any problems. And that's pretty much the best advice I could give. <laughs> and that's probably the best advice that I've any that anyone I think even I couldn't articulate that better than you, Nana. That was great. <laughs> but uh, my last question for the two of you is: What is your idea of success? If I ask these questions. Why well, I say this question in particular to every creator that I come in contact with, that you know. If you're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from your art, you're considered a failure or you'll consider yourself a failure. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is either of your idea of quote-unquote success? Well, to be honest, there's a lot of like different like kinds of success out there. But for me real success comes from or 
what it would be for me is if my full vision, our full vision is out there. If it's done in full, if it's what I wanted it to be, if, I, if it's what I imagined it looking like, that's true success, you know, because I set out to make this vision not only mine, but also Takaroos and Nanas is something that we all envision of something that could be more than just out there. And, you, you know, it can be unique. It could be like one of its kind. If it fulfills that, <laughs> no matter if it's a critical success or not, or whether it's a financial success or not, to be honest, I expect a lot of people out there with <laughs> major critics of manga to not like it. I expect that. <laughs> and as long as it's its true self, it's, it's true identity, as long as it fulfills what I wanted it to do, that's true success. Because one, one of the things that I always worry about as a creator is what if it's not what if it's not the vision that I wanted to put out there like what if it's you know just like somebody else's or what if it's like it's not you know done to what I envisioned it you know and that's always one of my big worries and <laughs> believe it or not you know I do worry you know about like critical reception but at the same time it's like they can they can they can meander right off you know at the end of the day but what really sets me you know on this path and especially my feeling of success is is it really what I envisioned it to be because if it is then I succeeded I, I feel I would feel like the most successful person in the world when the first pro when the prologue came out it was what I wanted it to be and I felt so accomplished and at the end of the day that's all I'm worried about. You know, I, I will feel successful if my vision is realized. So I think for a lot of people, you know, of course there's different kinds of success and you want that, but the true success lies in, is your true vision actually up there? Is it 100% intact? Is it, is it unrelenting in, in your creative vision? Is it, is it completely and totally yours to own? Because if it is, you have truly succeeded. But if it isn't, if you reserve ideas or you are afraid about some aspects, then to me, that's not real success. To, to, to me, that's you fell short. And true success comes in not, not wavering in your creative goals ever. And as long as that's met, that's real success. For all I care, <laughs> dead con after the entire series is done, somebody could go out there and say, this is some, this is one of the top 10 worst manga series about zombies. And I'll be like, okay, that's fine. My vision is out there. And I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be this way. I wanted it to be adult. I wanted it to be hyper violent and full of just unrelenting swearing for comedic effects. I never wanted to take it seriously. And if that was my goal, and a lot of you people, you know, say that I accomplished it, and if I see that it did, that's all I'm happy about. <laughs> Just as long as the vision is intact, that's real success to me. Mm -hmm. um, I would say for me, uh, I have I have many things that I want to succeed at, but the 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 main goal, the intimate reason the the everything for me what one day I could if this happens for me it hasn't happened for me yet if it does happen for me at that moment I can close my books one day and be okay with let's call it retiring <laughs> <laughs> and and that is that I don't need I don't need millions of dollars I don't want I don't want millions of dollars, really. I don't need you guys to fan, you know, uh, you know, fangirl over me. I don't want you guys to do that. I don't want that. I mean, that that's nice, thank you. But like, <laughs> in the end, <laughs> I don't want that. Um, and thirdly, I don't want the attention. I want my work to be the attention, and I want no matter how big or how small my reading base is to understand and fully immerse in what I am telling you. 
the I want you to hear, and and I got this from uh, a, a novelist that actually helped me kind of um, put together my my book um, at the time when I was in that process. And she says, "You as the writer, what is the truth that you're trying to scream from the rooftops? What is this thing that is just the elephant in the room that you're trying to tell everyone? I want you to see that, and I want you to understand that because that is what." I wanted out of this. I have I have so many stories to tell and so many different characters and I apply so much of things that I've seen and things that I've I've witnessed or things that I've endured as a person that that I'm putting in my books that are intimate for me. Now of course that's that's a writing style. That doesn't have to be your writing style, but no matter what if you're writing a book there's a truth in there somewhere for cause and dead con it's to be that free writer and to write about what he wanted to write and he accomplished that that's why he feels satisfied and like when he said he released this prologue and that's why he feels he succeeded in the prologue because he was able to put that truth out there and that also applies into writing and art and studio advice you need to have a truth for why you're doing this if you're doing this for money stop <laughs> just go find something else to do because it is competitive and again you might fail you might not hey who am i but i know my struggles doing this and the things that i've had to learn and that success story that i just talked about is all I have ever wanted. So that's my intimate reason for success. Of course, you know, putting all this work in, us artists, when we receive support, it really feels good because it gives us, for some artists, that could be the reason that they're going for financial support or whatever it may be. For me, it's more, I want you to see and understand what I'm saying. And I feel like for me as a writer, as an illustrator, as a studio, whatever, that that's all I've ever wanted. And because of that want and that drive to do it, I've met and done some cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else that um, either of you want to touch on about DeCon as a whole that I may have missed? What do you think, Nana? <laughs> <laughs> What's sorry, what you, could you repeat that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was um, wondering, is there anything else about DeCon that you, that either of you want to touch on about as a whole that I may have missed? Like, um, um, I believe it's supposed to be up on, what, how do you pronounce it? I-N-K-R, right? Up yes. there. Yeah. Um, is it going to be like a, a weekly thing that I, that an issue, I mean, well, um, well, a couple of pages are going to come out on a certain day of the week, or is it going to be a monthly thing? Like, how is it going to come out i'm not familiar with inkr I well think, uh, oh, i'm sorry inkr allows us to do it um a variety of different ways but for deadcon specifically we have this thing of it's coming out when it's ready <laughs> you know <laughs> because because my thing is that we, we set a due date for ourselves but if we put out a release date and we don't meet it it's going to disappoint a lot of people and it's also going to disappoint inkr so it's kind of like you know, let's set a date for ourselves. If things go wrong, here's our second date. But it's coming out when it's ready because we don't really want to release a half-baked, like, chapter. And it, like, completely bombs. And it's just, like, it's unfinished. Or there's something in there that we wanted to change. Or, or things like that. And we just feel like the whenever it's ready, <laughs> while it's sort of kind of not good if it takes too long, you know, like three months, <laughs> you know, for the most part, we always try to release it without making people wait for too long. So like this next chapter, chapter one, it's coming out. How long would you say, Nana? Like maybe a month after the first one came out or more I know, I, uh... just to get it to be ready? I know like we the three of us have definitely discussed like a bi-monthly um as you know as we said we are a studio so we do have other titles that we are working on amongst deadcon um you know we just brought on a pandemic story which is Takaru's um his comic that he wrote he wrote and illustrated himself 
um, that he just decided to, to put here on the studio. Um, so we have, you know, other titles that we're releasing too. And, and, you know, when there's tons of content to go around and DeadCon in specific, I do believe we said bi-monthly, like if we can, like, you know, when we, when we're, you know, when, when we're, fo- when we're in that focus for sure. I, I could have sworn yeah. we said bi-monthly, like if, if you could think, accept it. Yeah. I think, I think we did, but it was just yeah. kind of like with all these things going on, you know, especially right. with we're so fun. We didn't even think of all the, of all the later, of all the yeah, stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was just all of it was just like, you know what, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it when it, we'll, we'll get it out there when it's ready. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't want to rush you because you're working on your own thing and you're working on dead con. I'm not going to rush you. So whenever it's ready, we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. No, and, of course, advertising can look start looking forward to is if you guys like if anyone listening ends up taking an interest in our studio you know thank you um (laughs) but like later on you know you can expect like if you grow to like characters something that we always like to do at the studio is sort of write these stupid 0.5 chapters where just all the characters from all the Ichigo studio comics just come together and they're just hanging out and you know, they're just chilling together and it's in different art styles. And like, we have plans for like these little, just these little things. Like, so if you like one of our comics and you miss the other one, well, hey, you might see a character in a 0.5 chapter, like in a couple of months or something. I always thought that was real cool how we did that. (laughs) What else do you want to touch on? Like, (laughs) what else do you want to actually touch on? Because I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, I mean, and and the you swearing. Know, <laughs> sorry, the swearing. <laughs> swearing, all the swearing. The swearing. Yeah, yeah, the swe- yeah. Like, like, like I said, cause his forte is is that. My forte is the more shojo side of things. You know, uh, talking about more. How, how do I? How, cause word this for me. I suck. I don't. I don't. I don't want to worry. I don't really know what my forte is. I really. Yeah, I know. Kind of I'm just think... scared. <laughs> I'm just scared. I'm. I'm a. I'm a symbolism type writer. Like. I'm, oh yeah. I'm a symbolism kind of writer. I'm always like hiding stuff and all that. Yeah, so like and... with Grindhouse, I didn't even know what Grindhouse was until they started this comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think. Uh, just... Takaru is trying to enter into the chat now. <laughs> oh, he's here. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I might, I might switch places with him. Yeah, I you may him. have to. I, I just tried to. Hey, there he is. There he is. Fashionably late. That's right. <laughs> Ta- Takaru, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I can hear you guys. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay, I'm so happy though that you were able to to join us though. Yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been really fun. I can't wait to see it all come together. And I appreciate so much um, um, coming here on and talking about my my studio with Takaru and Kaz. And we have so much fun and we really put so much effort into our comics. So please make sure to, to check them out. And thanks so much for having us. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, well, thank you for joining me. Um. I, I wanted to kind of, since Takaru is here, do you mind answering a few of these questions since you're here, Takaru, before I let you go, Nana? Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you guys so much. All right, Takaru. Um, I guess, um, well, okay, so I go back up to the top. Uh, so can you, I guess, tell our listeners here who you are as an, as an individual and how you contribute to DeadCon as one of the collaborators? So, um, the, obviously, my name is Dr. Arino. I am actually an indie manga artist. Um, prior to DeadCon, I actually wrote another story called Pandemic Story. It's also actually on uh, INKR. Uh, unlike DeadCon as well, Pandemic Story is actually more of a slice-of-life drama. For DeadCon, I, I was the artist of DeadCon, I did all of the art for DeadCon entirely from rough drafts all the way to the final finishing pages. Okay, and 
Um, can you, I guess, elaborate a little bit on the creative process as maybe as your part or how you all came together um, as far as the collaborative effort to like flush out uh, Kazuto's idea into this, this, into this manga that is now pretty much almost ready to be promoted on INKR? Um, well, DeadCon originally um, was the birth idea of CODs. It's literally his baby. I'm just the guy who actually kind of also adopted it, I guess, in the same essence. <laughs> uh, well, because um, um, originally I was focusing on pandemic, and then uh, suddenly out of nowhere, CODs like shot me a message uh, in Instagram asking if he would like me to draw DeadCon. And then I told him that I only draw stories that interest me. Next thing I knew, I was actually doing the rough drafts for DeadCon um, as well as the character cuts because DeadCon is a really beautiful thing. So usually what I did first is I would do a rough draft first because I would like to show it first to Kazuto and to Nana. Um, so that if there needs to be any revisions, anything that needs to be uh, fixed up uh, for the final process, um, they would actually let me know. Uh, that's the same thing I did with the character concepts. And then that's when I started to draw it. Uh, when I got the heads up, that's when I started to actually draw the final manuscript pages, you know, the, the usual uh, pen and paper technique. And then I just scan it. And then just edit everything on the computer. But moving forward, everything will be done digitally. Yeah, Nana had told us about how um, you kind of do both digital and hand drawing. And then I guess you sent her a photo of your hands that was like really callous, I guess. So, what was it about this project, about DeadCon and working with Kazuto and Nana, that really drew you in, that made you really want to? go like really go in and like pretty much finish as much as you can or draw as much as you can in a small amount of time that what what, what was it about it that made you so passionate about it dead con is a different kind of story um it's the kind of story that i've never actually read before in terms of manga when we talk about uh action or horror it just focuses on something that that's the usual trope DeadCon, on the other hand, is a different kind of thing. It's a Grindhouse manga, and I've never seen Grindhouse actually portrayed in manga, you know, like with all the continuity errors, the, 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 the panels where you would actually see that there was actually a cameraman and a boom mic somewhere, you know, like, like the usual mistakes that they would clear up on normal um, movies, which was actually very, actually fun to try and reiterate into the actual manga because imagine you're actually reading a manga but then suddenly you're actually seeing a camera out of nowhere they're like filming the the people but then again it's playing as just like a normal zombie apocalypse story you know um the, the way that he wrote it it's obvious that he has a very clear idea of how grindhouse is he really loves the grindhouse genre so um when, when i transcribed it or when it played out in my head it was just like it was as if i was actually watching a, a grindhouse film you know it was it was beautiful so how has this project working on dead con how has the collaborative effort differ on this project than it has with other projects that you've worked on like to the point where you now you only work on stuff that you're actually interested in oh that's a good question uh i had um i did have a circle back then uh back in 2015 uh we were called well uh we were like a collaborative team same thing i was the artist he was the writer but he unlike Kazuto and Nana, he was the most, I don't know what's the right term to say. <laughs> he, he was the, he was like the worst that I've ever experienced. And he was like my first, okay, because he gave me a script and then I was like, okay, this is actually interesting. A romance comedy it is interesting. But then he demanded that I have to copy an art style, have to do multiple changes, even if I'm doing the final pages already. You know, uh, he had me do all of the work 
And at that time, I wasn't even really good with Photoshop yet. So I had to do the basic stuff. I had to prepare for printing. You know that feeling that I am the one who did majority of the work and he still wants me to do majority of the work. It's just really, it's really hard. And the the, the fact that uh, if ever we're going to be selling an issue, he still gets like around like 70% because he said that there was originally his story. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Unlike with Cause, for the case of Cause and Nana, when we say fairness, we say fairness. You know, I give him a time schedule. He gives me the script on a timely manner. I, he gives me a time schedule. I give him the, um, the, the finished product in a timely manner. You know, if ever that we're going to be having any issues with regards to um, to deadlines or whatnot, we, I have to notify them at least a week or two in advance just so that we'll be able to find a way to sort of adjust it. You know, this is actually another thing that I actually liked about Nana and Kaz. Originally, it was supposed to be released December 20th. But 24th. then again, 24th? Oh, yeah, 24th. Yeah. But then... No, no, the original that we planned was December 20th, right? But then we had to move it to yeah. the 24th. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that was on me. Uh, that was literally on me because work was being such a big hassle. Um, but then again, when I, I, and I was actually afraid to tell them if we could actually move it. So I had to try and keep pushing myself. I had to try and draw at least five pages a day. Um, but then again, when I told them, they told me that, no, it's okay. We can adjust. We can adjust. Maybe you can do it before Christmas. Uh, yeah, before Christmas, if it's fine. Uh, the 24th is fine. I was able to give it to them on the 23rd. You know, it, it, it's, it's more of like a give and take situation. It's more of an understanding situation. I mean, that's the kind of partnership that I've always wanted. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be doing this for a heck of a long time. Okay, Takaru. Well, what advice could you offer to other illustrators? It can be a manga, it can be from other projects that you worked on, it, it, or just in general as an illustrator, that you wish someone would have told you when you first started. Just keep drawing. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, just keep drawing. Um, that's the one thing that I've always caught as an inspiration because when I started drawing when I was in grade school, um, I couldn't put down a pen and a pencil, a pen and paper. I couldn't literally. Uh, everywhere I go, I have to always have a pen or pencil or paper. Even my, uh, <clears throat> even my family wanted me to always have a pen, a pencil, and paper. They wanted me to. They keep buying me sketch pads every week because in a span of five days, I would just fill up the sketch pad. That's how that's how I kept drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. It's a passion. If it's something that you really love to do, you have to put everything into it. And even if you put everything already into it, just keep going. There will be times that um, you will feel like you're kind of lazy or down. There's something called backing away for just a few minutes. You know, um, <clears throat> there was this one time that I was doing um one of deadcon's pages that required so much detail because it's backgrounds i really had such a bad time with it that i decided to just take like an hour break and then when i came back i just realized i already finished um it's all about time management but it's all about how much that you really want to put into the product because if you are able to um if you are really passionate about the project, as you keep saying that you are, then you would find any reason necessary to be able to finish it, regardless of whatever, um, uh, regardless of whatever you may feel, regardless of whatever you, it's, it's all about hard work, teamwork, you know, but in the end, it's a project that you really want to do. If you really want to do it, just go for it. Just draw, right? I mean, if you want to, if you want to draw a building, just draw. If you want to draw a person, just draw. If you want to draw your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, just draw. Right? I mean, <clears throat> that's the only sense there. You say that you want to draw a manga, but that if you don't draw it, then how are you drawing a manga? 
right? Mm -hmm. So the only advice there is just if you want to draw something, use that as an inspiration and just draw. Simple as that. Okay. Well, my last question for you, Takaru, is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're kind of considered failures or we'll consider ourselves failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote-unquote success? Success is not measured by um, monetary value. It never is. For me, the best way to describe success is the finishing of something. You know, um, putting all of your hard work, your effort into it. And then once it's finally over, and then you look back at everything, you're going to be like, huh, we actually did all of this. Isn't that something, right? I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm 100% aware that the indie manga scene is something that you just cannot, you know, make a living off. I mean, let's face it, right? Uh, even a freelance digital artist would be able to make a better living off than creating an indie manga. Um, but it doesn't really matter because indie manga is something that you love to do. It's something that I love to do, um, regardless of whatever outcome it may actually be. And uh, to be able to actually complete the entire story is something that, you know, that would that would actually entice me. You know, and I'm, that's what I'm actually excited about, to look forward to, to just keep drawing, even if we don't get too many fans, just keep drawing, even if we don't get so much money, you know, regardless. Because by the end of the day, it's a project that you've wanted to do. And just to see everything completed it's already worth it that's already a, a hit success for me okay well takaru is there anything else that you wanted to touch on about decon as a whole that may have missed uh i believe uh nano and kasuto already told me that i guess it's supposed to be like a bi-monthly uh release for the chapters i believe that's what uh, it, yeah. it is when it gets finished at some point yeah it's gonna be like a bi-monthly release uh, for each of the chapters already. So I'm actually working on chapter two as of the moment. Um, and chapter two is actually <laughs> really, really exciting. I really love it. So um, you guys just have to wait for it. It's going to come out sometime this April. Okay. Well, all right. Again, I want to thank the collaborators from Ichigo Comics, Nana Hoshiko, Kazuto, and Ataku Arino here to promote their new manga, Dekon. I highly recommend our listeners to give Decon a look, share, and subscribe if they can. All of the group's socials will be listed in this episode's details alongside a link to read Decon for those who are interested. Again, I'm Chaos Garner, and you have been listening to Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>